What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the committee. We've got the Big 12 preview coming at you today. Episode 4 of the new season. We've just had some ball kickoff. West Virginia and Pitt played last night in the backyard brawl. It was a fantastic game. Great debut from JT Dennis and the boys. Um, West Virginia nearly, nearly tied it up there in the end. Ball just hitting the ground. Um, unfortunately, uh, WVU's uh, receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton, great game. Uh, they talked about him a lot, talked about his family history in the backyard brawl, uh, but that that slip-up ball for the pick six with three minutes left, unacceptable, unexcusable. Um, still put up nine receptions for 97 yards and two touchdowns, um, and yet I, you know, I just don't know that you can overlook a drop like that. That's unfortunate. Um, hopefully he'll get a chance to redeem himself. I know he's... Uh, Definitely kicking himself after that one. But West Virginia put up a great fight. Uh, covered the 7.5 point spread, just like we predicted. Great stuff. Um, let's see, what are they going to do rest of the season? So, JT Daniels comes in from Georgia after coming over from USC. Uh, talked about it a lot, you know, with the Slovis on Pitt's side. Uh, Graham Harrell, who Daniels worked with at, o- at uh, USC, is now the offensive coordinator for West Virginia. Um, and I mean the offense looked pretty good. The O line looked good. Uh, West Virginia outgained Pitt uh, in yards, uh, twenty two first downs compared to Pitt's twenty. Um, West Virginia definitely put themselves in a position to win that game. Uh, so last season finished six and seven, four and five. Um, and I'm feeling sort of the same, same relative uh feel for West Virginia this season. Uh, We're giving them next week. They're starting off the Big 12 uh, schedule with Kansas. We're giving them the dub there. I think that's going to move them to then what would be 1-1. Then they're playing Towson, uh, which I think we all can agree should be a pretty easy dub for the Mountaineers. Sitting them at this point at 2-1, going then to Lane Stadium, playing Virginia Tech, 6.30 o'clock, night game, going to be great, under the lights. Um, as great as an atmosphere as that is, and as hype as that will be, doesn't matter. Virginia Tech on the down right now. West Virginia taking that dub, starting 3-1, and one, but that's about as far as they're going to make it uh, before losing at Texas to Baylor, um, at Texas Tech, versus TCU, at Iowa State versus Oklahoma until they finally beat Kansas State at home. Adrian Martinez looking good, but I think West Virginia going to knock him down. And finishing the season off at Oklahoma State, um, they're taking that one, or taking an L in that one. So currently we sit them at four, but actually. Matter of fact, go ahead, 6 o'clock on FS1, October 13th, home game versus the Baylor Bears. Give me the dub there. Uh, West Virginia going to finish 5-7, and 3-6 and six in the Big 12. You he- heard it here first. Next up, Kansas, 2-10 and 10 last year, 1-8 and eight in the Big 12, beating just one team, uh, likely the worst team in the Big 12, Texas. Uh, they went 1-5 and five at home, 1-5 and five on the road, only one road win. Uh, again, that was Texas. 
Uh, so Lance Leopold just extended through the 2027 season. Going to get 3.5 mil uh, average annual value. That's a nice extension there for Leopold, who didn't do much last year, but he did beat Texas, if we didn't already mention that. I'm not, I don't really remember. Um, Kansas opening up the season against Tennessee Tech. Uh, one of two TTUs they're playing this season, and one of two TTUs they are beating this season. The Jayhawks are favored by 30 and a half. Be careful there. That's going to be tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, I'm excited for that one. Uh, looking for some great Jayhawk ball. I know Marsh is going to be super excited. Um, so we'll throw that one on. They're taking on Houston as well in a non-con um, on the road, which... The future Big 12 team is going to get the upper hand here, beating Kansas. Uh, Houston also playing Texas Tech. Um, but there's not many wins uh, on on the Jayhawks' schedule. We've got them beating Tennessee Tech, Duke at home, and Texas Tech on the road. Coming together for a 3-9, and 1-8 Big 12 season from the Jayhawks. Nothing special. Uh, nothing crazy. However, the over/under for Kansas is set at two and a half, which I I like that. I like that because Tennessee Tech, you expect that is a given tonight. Duke, um, I like as I said, we got them winning. I like them against Duke. Now, besides Texas Tech, where else could you f- see a win there? I could see TCU at home, perhaps, perhaps Texas. Um, I'm not sure if Kansas has beaten texas recently i don't know let me look at that 2021 oh my gosh 2021 kansas beat texas okay good to know good to know um yeah that's how the jayhawks are looking tcu sonny dykes in his first season taking over he will be playing smu by the way uh last year 2021 tcu goes five and seven three and six just missing out on a bowl game they are opening up tonight as well uh, taking on Colorado in Boulder, which I think will be a dub for the Horned Frogs, getting it kicked off uh, there at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Next week, taking on Tarleton State, another night game, going to be their first home game. Um, that's a W. Kansas, uh, sorry, looking ahead there. They're going to get the dub against Kansas, though. We, we will mark them down there. At SMU, give me the Mustangs. Tanner Mordecai and the boys say Sorry, Sonny. Sorry, Frogs. You can have your Big 12. Um, we're chilling in the American with our new new little renovations, our, uh, our program on the come up. Um, just an afterthought, frankly, TCU is to, to the Mustangs. Um, Oklahoma, not going to be a dub there. Oklahoma State, not going to be a dub there. Kansas State, not going to be a dub there. We do have them going on the road to Morgantown getting the win. Um, and then Texas Tech, we're getting the win there. And finally, after losing back-to-back at Texas at Baylor, we have Iowa State beating, or sorry, we have TCU beating Iowa State to close out the season at six and six, four and five in the Big Twelve, uh, just barely enough to be bowl eligible and likely go somewhere fabulous. Um, probably gonna just get the first responder bowl or whatever that's in fort worth anyways so congrats guys um iowa state 2021 went seven and six five and four in the big 12 it was a bit of a disappointing season to what their preseason expectations were um brock purdy Brees hall 
Um, farewell tour did not go as planned. They started the season ranked in the top six, I believe, and it just, it just didn't work out. They went five and one at home, and they lost to Clemson in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, overall, just a mass season, and unfortunately for the Cyclones, they are only returning 37% of production, which is last among Power Five teams, dead last. So they got new quarterback Hunter Deckers paired with new running back Jarrell Brock uh, taking over from some of Iowa State's best players in recent memory. Uh, some great times there. They got that Fiesta Bowl COVID dub over Oregon. Um, but Matt Campbell and the boys are not going to be having too much fun this season. They start out the season against Southeastern Missouri State, which I imagine will be a W. Uh, before going to Iowa next week, a 3 o'clock kick, they're losing that one. But they're going to beat Ohio, um, and they're going to beat Kansas. They're a, little, a couple games down the road. They will beat Kansas, um, as well as some other familiar um, bottom-tier Big 12 teams. They will be beating West Virginia and Texas Tech. So I've got Iowa State going 5-7, and 3-6 and six in the conference. Um so they're going to be dropping under 500 overall and under 500 in the Big 12 from last season. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a tough year to watch for the fans. Let's see what the over-under is um, according to Athlon Sports. It's set at 6.5, so we're taking that under, baby. Uh, next up, Kansas State. Pretty interesting one here. Um, just brought in Adrian Martinez. From Nebraska, who played there forever, four years there. 8,500 passing yards, 45 touchdowns, 30 picks, though, uh, as well as 2,300 rushing yards and 23 TDs on the ground. Um, Martinez comes in, and I think he's going to be a, he will be a definitely a top half Big 12 quarterback, and I think he has a chance to be a top three Big 12 quarterback this season for sure. Um, Eight and five, four and five last year. Beat LSU in the Texas Bowl. If I'm going to be honest, I think this K State team is—they're uh, threatening and they're scary. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be enough to propel them to the heights of perhaps fighting for Big Twelve title game contention. As in sitting few weeks left, two, three, four spot. They're going to be just just out of there. Um, but I think it's a season that K-State fans, they will take. And Adrian Martinez is going to have some good highlights. They open on against South Dakota. They're getting that W. They're playing Missouri, non-con at home. That's going to be a good one, and uh, that's going to be a win. And Tulane, that's going to be a win as well. Uh, we saw them last year in Norman. They were a little scary, though, I must say. So undefeated in the non-cons, but I got them going five and four in the Big Twelve. Uh, wins over Texas Tech, Iowa State, TCU, Texas, and Kansas. So we do have them beating Texas in Manhattan. That's going to be a fun one. We got TBD on the time there. Hopefully that can be a night game or something, and we can all watch Texas lose and have fun together. Uh, so eight and four, five and four season for the Wildcats. Um, pretty similar to last year. Um, 
it is a, it is an experienced team, however. So if there is any team outside of the top four, uh, you know, obviously, basically anyone with a chance to break into the conference championship unexpected, it's going to be these Wildcats. Uh, three senior receivers, senior tight end, all upperclassmen O-linemen. Um, can they improve on their 27.5 points per game in 2021, though, is the real question. Um, and I think they went a little bit, but 8-4 and four is where we got them. Texas Tech, uh, Joey McGuire's first season at the helm. Uh, they got Tyler Shaw. Shuck. Sorry, name that dude. Always gets me going. He's okay. From Oregon, uh, he had a decent season last year, um, and the Ra- Red Raiders, you know, they got this stadium renovation underway, uh, which is exciting for them. Good for the program. Uh, seven and six, three and six last year. I, I see a similar or worse season in the Big Twelve, and that seven win helm, uh, threshold not getting hit. So Tyler Shuck has what it seems to be. Overall, he has now hit 2,500 yards. Just 22 touchdowns, 9 picks, though. Uh, in 15 games, though. That's not not bad, not bad, not bad. We've got the Red Raiders taking down Murray State in the non-con and then just West Virginia um, as their other non-cons are Houston and NC State on the road which are both very good teams. They're going to lose both of those games. So Houston will be going 2-0 and against the Big 12. Uh, of course, it's going to be Texas Tech. And who else was playing Houston? Was it West Virginia? I think it was. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm out of whack a bit. Trying to get back into the groove, doing my best here. So we got Texas Tech going 2-10, and 1-8 and in the Big 12. Going to be sitting them either ninth or 10th in the conference uh texas next up now we're moving to potential contenders so texas it's going to be steve sarkeesian's second season um they're bringing in good recruits they're making for the most part good moves it seems uh sark says he's not going to release a depth chart all season which is kind of weird i don't really like that as a as a sooner fan that's just like that's, you know, that's, ugh, why? Lame. Lincoln Riley-esque. Whack. That's my thoughts on that. Um, Quinn Ewers is going to be the QB for the Longhorns this season. Uh, we've seen a few injuries go down already for them, which is gonna it's going to derail them just a bit, not too much. I think Quinn's going to have a good season. I think he's going to be a top five Big 12 quarterback for sure. He'll be in the top half. Uh, but keep in mind... As he left high school a year early to go to Ohio State, this is, in theory, he is now the age of a true freshman, uh, although he w- he's technically not considered one, um, and not he doesn't really have experience yet. Um, so, of course, the his time at Ohio State will help him a little bit. He's still going to be super young, and having to play Bama week two. Um, they got ULM to get ready for the Crimson Tide. They're going to beat ULM. Uh, I honestly think 
this Bama game. It's a 17.5-point Bama spread right now. I think they're covering that. I think Texas is going to put up a good fight um, regardless. And I think, you know, similar to the LSU game we saw in 2019, I think it's going to be a decent game, decent enough. Um, Bama is going to win, though. UTSA, just next, before they kick off their Big 12 season, um, in which I see them going 7-2 and two in the conference. Uh I think the two losses that we see Texas pick up in the Big 12 are going to be Oklahoma State, who we already talked to, or who we haven't talked about, and K State, who we already mentioned. So I do have Texas beating the Sooners as of right now in the Red River Showdown. Um, it's as we know that game is always crazy. It's no matter which, which team, no matter who's better, no matter who's ranked, who's not. It's pure chaos, and I think it could be the Longhorns' year to get us back, which pains me to say. Um, but don't you guys worry. We have fantastic, fantastic predictions coming up ahead for the Sooners. Uh, so we've got Texas going 9-3, and 7-2 and two in the Big 12, um, and a 7-2 and two conference record, you have to think, could be enough to get to the conference championship. Let's see. Baylor, reigning Big 12 champion, uh, defeated Oklahoma State in that fantastic battle last season uh, at Jerry World. That was a spectacular game to watch. And I was, you know, if we saw Oklahoma State win that game, they have a case for the playoff. And Baylor took that away, goes to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Mackerel gets hurt. It's a, pre- a pretty boring Sugar Bowl game, but Baylor gets the win there. So uh, congrats and respect. Um and, you know, OSU also won the Fiesta Bowl. So they both get their dub in the New Year's Six. Good for them. I think Blake Shapin's going to have a good year. Um, I So far, he's only really started three games, and he's played in Scene 5. Um, throwing well, 72.5% completion overall. So the Bears, unfortunately, will not be retaining the Big 12 title. They're going to get knocked down. Uh, we got them going 9-3, and 6-3 and three in the conference. Um, obviously, the big games that we got marked down for all the top four teams, Texas, OSU, and Oklahoma. And in those three, I think Baylor's going 1-2, and two, um, which I think if they want to get back to the Big 12 title game, they're going to need to go minimum 2-1 and one in those games. Uh, we've got them being OSU, who they got at home, uh, but Oklahoma and Texas both on the road, uh, both losses in those. Texas is the season closer for Baylor, so that's going to be an exciting one. Obviously, both of those teams very well could end up uh, in the conversation for the title game, and that could be a defining one. The Pokes beat Central Michigan last night uh, in a weird game where Central Michigan sort of kind of almost came back uh, in the fourth quarter, we saw the 51-15 lead go away quickly. Spencer Sanders had a good game, though. 406 passing yards, four touchdowns, uh, paired with 57 yards on the ground, and two more touchdowns there. Um, I think what we've seen overall from Spencer Sanders is just a consensus up and down. He's got to keep it up, though. Um 
because he will have these kind of games and he will have fantastic performances, but then he will mix in just some absolute stinkers that even Shane Illingsworth could top. So I think the Pokes are going to be a good team. Uh, don't get me wrong. Derek Mason coming in, new defensive coordinator uh, as uh, Jim Knowles goes off to Ohio State. Um, and they lost some production there on the defensive side. But overall, Oklahoma State, we see them being a good team. Uh, I got them going 10-2, and 7-2 and two in the Big 12, matching Texas's Big 12 conference record. Um, is that going to be enough to get in? Well, we've got them beating the Longhorns, as we discussed, um, losing to Baylor, like we said, and then they're also going to be losing in Norman to the Sooners, um, who last year had a bit of a shaky year. Uh, there was this guy who used to coach him that is no longer there. I don't know what his name is, but he's at USC now. Uh, no one likes him anyways. Sooners went 11-2, and won the Alamo Bowl. It was pretty cute. Uh, Bob Stoops came back. Nice little story there. Uh, but now it's Brent Venable's time. Um, Jeff Lebby in as well. Ted Roof kind of there with a the blindfold on. It's Brent Venable's defense. So what we see is someone who just produced back-to-back top three SEC offenses. Um, and at one point in you know, last season, first half of the season, I think Ole Miss uh, led the country – points per game and and yardage uh, statistics as well. Uh, A little bit of drop-off, but Jeff Lebby is no stranger to Dylan Gabriel. The two have worked together at UCF, where Gabriel threw for 8,000 yards and 70 touchdowns. Um, And he's one of the the most marquee transfer quarterbacks we've had this season. And of course, Oklahoma that's not even he's not even the biggest quarterback name to be transferred around from Oklahoma obviously we saw Spencer Rattler that whole debacle uh Caleb Williams who's now in the conversation and uh for the Heisman and it is a top three uh leader in the odds there but enough of the ex-Sooners we're talking about the current Sooners who are going 11 and 1 8 and 1 in the Big 12 uh I'd like to say that we could go undefeated. Um, and I think it is a possibility. Uh, you look at the schedule, the non-cons now, after watching that Nebraska Northwestern game, lose a little bit of, uh, a little bit of the nerves for that game after seeing Scott Frost make some Scott Frost decisions. But overall, I think this Sooners team has high, high, high potential, um, and should be feared, the most feared team in the conference. And although it's not going to be a perfect season um, and you, you don't want to lose to Texas, but that game's always a toss-up. Uh, I think the Longhorns could be due their time and get the dub there uh, in Dallas. But 11-1, and 8-1, that's enough to get you to the conference championship game, uh, which now we got the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State-Bedlam Conference Championship game, the rematch, uh, which should be a rematch from the last game of the season, uh, but instead Oklahoma's ending in Lubbock. Awesome. That's what every Sooner fan wants to see, of course. Conference Championship game, we got the rematch. Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Uh, At this point in the season, 
after we saw Oklahoma lose to Texas after the 5-0 and start, uh, going on a bit of a roll there, uh, pick up big wins, big momentum with, of course, Baylor and Oklahoma State, and the Sooners aren't going to be slowing down. Oklahoma's taking the Big 12. You heard it here first. Um, and this is Oklahoma's conference. Uh, last year was an off year, um, and Baylor was a good team, got their due, uh, took down the pokes, as we talked about, fantastic game there. But the Sooners are getting it back. Um, so this is what our final Big 12 standings are looking like for the 2022 season. At number 10, we got Texas Tech going 2-10, and 1-8 and eight in the conference. At number 9, we got Kansas going 3-9, and 1-8 and eight in the conference, beating Texas Tech, uh, getting that head-to-head. Number eight, West Virginia, five and seven, three and six, just missing a bowl game. Number seven, Iowa State, five and seven, three and six, same exact thing, uh, but they've got the dub over West Virginia. Um, number six, TCU, six and six, four and five, uh, the lowest bowl eligible team we've got in the Big Twelve, giving us six uh, teams going bowling from the um, from the Plains Conference here. Number five, Kansas State, eight and four, five and four, uh, going over five hundred in the Big Twelve. Adrian Martinez going to have a good year. Baylor and Shapin, nine and three, six and three, um, which is looking like a good season there. But unfortunately, that's going to be ending them up uh, not quite the bowl game they're looking for. Uh, you know, now depending on if twelve and one Oklahoma selected for the playoff, uh, that could push them out of the or push them. Sorry, keep them in the Cheez-It Bowl rather than being pushed out. Number three, Texas, 9-3, and 7-2, and uh, likely falling to the Alamo Bowl slot. Good season. Uh, the fans, will they be satisfied? Not particularly. Um, I think the expectations could be higher than what they're going to be able to achieve this season. But a win over Oklahoma... Um, is obviously a step in the right direction for the Longhorns. Number two, Oklahoma State, uh, going to the conference championship game, ten and two, seven and two, um, and so we have them losing that game, going ten and three, seven and three. Which, if Oklahoma then at twelve and one is selected for the playoff, Oklahoma State uh, likely going to the Sugar Bowl. Um, I think playoff games are uh, Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl this year. Um, and of course, number one, Oklahoma. Now twelve and one, nine and one, eleven and one, eight and one in the regular season. The Sooners, with that record, have, I would say, a seventy-five percent chance of being selected for the playoff. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if the Pac-12 shows up. Uh, if Utah wants to take the reins there, and we'll have to see if the ACC as well uh, decides to play some ball this year. So those are the Big 12 predictions for the 2022 season. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. Let me know who your champion is. And am I a delusional bias Sooner fan? Drop it in the comments. Uh, Make sure to come right back because we're going to have some more predictions, some more picks, uh, getting you guys right, getting you guys all the knowledge you need to go ahead and cash out um, as you know, the committee dev- never misses a pick. It's only locks. Uh, so stay tapped in, stay tuned, and I'll see you guys in the next one.